Hello, everyone, and welcome to That Wellness Podcast with Natalie Deering. I'm sitting here today with Sarah Huey. Sarah is a licensed professional counselor. She's a certified IFS therapist and consultant, and she is the co-founder of Center, which is an IFS app that we will be diving into today. Welcome, Sarah, to the podcast. Thank you, Natalie. I appreciate it. I'm so excited that you're here to talk about this because when I first heard about the app, I heard it through Tammy Sollenberger's podcast Uh huh. and parts of me got really excited because I felt like this has been something that has been really needed, especially in the, uh, the IFS world of getting to know your parts and assessing for self-energy on a day-to-day basis. I just feel like it's beautifully done and a welcome addition to the IFS world. So thank you for creating it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for using it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And I love recommending it to clients because yeah, I think it's just a really wonderful resource for someone to use in their healing journey. And I'm excited to get into it today. And so the listeners can understand what it is and all of that and how they can utilize it. But I always love starting with when I know someone's involved in the IFS community, I love hearing from them what has been their journey to IFS. Mm -hmm. And I love to ask the question of like, did IFS, did you find IFS or did IFS find you? And what has that been? Do you care to share? Absolutely. I care to share all of the things all the time. So, (laughs) um, I, uh, IFS definitely came to me and, um, I did not come to it skipping and, you know, with open arms and I got trained, I think it was nine years ago now, eight, nine years ago now. And I, (laughs) my therapist at the time had said, you need, you need to look into this IFS stuff. And when I got done with grad school, I immediately got trained in EMDR. So I have never practiced not trauma informed, right? Because back, back, back in the day, what, 12, 13 years ago, um, EMDR was, was one of the more prominent, like trauma informed trainings that you could get, right? This is like, prior to the body keeps the score coming out. This is prior to, you know, like there was other things out there, but one of the, the more prominent ones, at least here in Denver, in our therapeutic community was EMDR. And so I got trained in EMDR and I was like a moth to a flame with EMDR because it has protocols and there are steps and it's very regimented in a certain way. Now, as a practitioner of that, I'm also certified in EMDR. Um, I know that it's not quite as uh, that way once you get into the thick of it with people, but I loved it. And so when my therapist started talking about Hey, you should look into this IFS thing. I was like, mm, I don't know, whatever. This is not really my GM, whatever. Fine, I'll do it. And oftentimes when I get my skeptical part, um, if I get three confirmations in a row that I need to be doing something, it's like, fine, 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 fine. Okay, <laughs> fine. I will do the thing, right? Um, yeah. So my therapist said it. Um, and I was actually, so I did my my EMDR training. And then I went and got um, uh, trained as a yoga teacher. So I'm a registered yoga teacher as well. Mm -hmm. And I went and did, and I, you're a yogi too. Yeah. Yeah. I did my yoga teacher training. Yeah. As well. 
Yep, exactly. So I went and did my 200 hour yoga teacher training and then went out to Kripalu, which is closer to you than it is to me, but went out to Kripalu. And this was back when David Emerson was just starting to do his trainings in trauma sensitive yoga. Mm. So went out there and did the training, right? And you're in a room full of mixed individuals that are like half yogis that have no idea what trauma is really like that are just wanting to bring this to their yoga students and then have clinicians who are in there that are wanting to bring yoga to their clinical um, backgrounds. So Bessel came in at the time and he kind of did a a ditty about it because he lives, you know, in that area. And most of the people in there, yeah, right. Like most people in there, like didn't know who he was. Were you like, like, this is, this is Bessel sitting right here. And again, this was before the body keeps the score. And so somebody, somebody was sitting there and, you know, you're all sitting like crisscross applesauce, like on mats on, you know, doing whatever. And, Somebody asked him a question, not knowing who he was and said, so I bet you think that yogis are like the most regulated people on the planet, right? Like out of all of the things that you have done, right? And he was like, "Mm, actually not. He was like, I don't think that they are. He goes, it's those damn IFS therapists. And I was like, (laughs) what? Which by the way, for those of you, if you're listening in the car with uh, children, like maybe just pay attention to that. Cause I sometimes, <laughs> whatever, just be aware, you know, what's just funny? Be aware. you know, what's funny is I've heard that story before. I don't know from yeah. who, but it was someone in the IFS community that has shared that story before about Bessel and that yeah. quote yeah. of like these damn IFS therapists, these damn IFS <laughs> therapists. And I was like, fine. Okay. Whatever. And then I had one other friend that was like, you should really check this out. And I'm like, whatever. So back in the day when you could actually get into a training, I signed up for the training, got in and Boulder, um, didn't know a soul, which is not unlike me. I'm kind of a, I'm a lone wolf, uh, (laughs) as part of a trauma response, but also just in how I respond to things. So I went and did the training and got there for the first day and we did it actually at a yoga, um, a yoga studio up there. So everybody's sitting in backjacks on the ground, like in a circle, they give you your notebook. And I was like, no, like, I no, this is not for me. I don't like I come and I learn things and we do things cerebrally, even as a yoga teacher, but I like did not go in expecting it to be that way I expected it mm. to be more like an EMDR training than I did. You know, a yoga teacher training where you're doing experiential and some didactic. So anyway, I, um, and I said this on Tammy's podcast and I got some messages from people that were like, what you tried to leave the training. I was like, yeah, I I tried to leave the training. I was like, I actually don't think that this is for me. I don't, I don't want to just, I don't sit in circles when I learn things. I like sit in rows and I like, I want, no, this is not what I'm doing. And, um, I can't, I can't remember which of the PAs or which of the ATs I, you know, talk to, but they're like, well, just see how you do in the first weekend. Cause this was back when I think they did six weekend. Um, mm. and we had to actually split up over two semesters and whatever. So I begrudgingly stayed right with like my skeptical eye roll the whole time of like, whatever, I guess I'll just, whatever, like, it'll be a thing. And I, I was curious enough 
that I was like, I need to come back mostly because I just wanted to figure it out. There was nothing mm. like I hadn't had an inspirational moment the first weekend. I hadn't had, I didn't have my moment until like weekend three where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting this. Right. And then yeah. once I got it, I got it. And I'd even done some, you know, very light IFS therapy on my own. But once I got it, I really got it. And I was like all the way in at that point. So, so that's how I came to it. I did not come to it like, you know, head first, ready to go, like, can't mm-hmm. wait. I was like, uh, okay, fine, whatever, I'll do it. And obviously, now I have drank the Kool-Aid and believe in in the uh, the magic and the, the incredible right. effectiveness of it. So yeah, as you were telling that story, I could just imagine you, would you say like being like you were blended with like that skeptical, that skeptical part, Absolutely. That was, you know, that was just like, mm, no, this is not what we do. This is not what we do, right? Like maybe as therapists or this isn't yeah. how we learn a protocol. We sit at a table like in school, right? And yeah. with our yep. with our pencils and our pens and, you know, we look at the PowerPoint and <laughs> I have those parts yeah. too that yeah, for sure can get activated in connection to, I think, therapy work because I think that's how mm-hmm. we're kind of it might be different now. I graduated graduate school 13 years ago or something. So I don't know, but I just, it's not that kind of let's sit in a circle on the floor and it's not that vibe, right? It's like you yeah. sit at a desk <clears throat> yeah. or sitting at tables and you're watching a professor and you're, yeah, you're learning from the experts and here's the PowerPoint and all of that. And so it sounds like it was it was activating something, right? Like it was activating something within you and that skeptical part was getting really activated. And, and yeah, I love that you shared that, that it got to the point that you were like, okay, I'm going to leave. This isn't mm-hmm. for me. And it's mm-hmm. so interesting, right? How like things happen the way they do and that, that PA was able to just talk with you and mm-hmm. maybe invite that also that figuring it out part, right? So yep also maybe get a little curious and be like, Uh "Hmm, okay, well, Uh I guess maybe I can stay and like figure this out. And then it sounds Uh like eventually like those parts maybe started feeling, I don't know, maybe seen, heard, or again, even more curious and just invited more and more space so that then, like you said, on that third weekend, it sounds like you were able to access, like, would you say more self-energy of openness and curiosity in that way towards the model? Yeah. And I think I had a curiosity. Um, that's a great, that's a great summary of it. I think the only one, the only piece that, that, um, that might not have gotten explicitly said in there is that when I get activated towards something, um, one of my first responses is to get critical towards the thing that it is right. Of like, this is so dumb. I can't believe that this is run this way, like whatever it is, right. That part of me will come in and just criticize it in, in an effort to try and help make sure that I'm not doing something um, ultimately that would be in my system, it registers as harmful, right? Because if, if, if we can't figure it out, or we don't understand, or we don't trust it yet, we have to sit here and we have to be skeptical about it. Like, I'm not sure all the way to like the critical part that's like, this is dumb, right? That like, I can't understand this. Um, But all in an effort to try and make sure that there was so much uncertainty, right? There was so much um, it, the, the trainings for, for those of your, um, listeners that have gone through them, they're, 
way more fluid than any other training that, um, you know, is out there. There's a lot of, and, and that doesn't register well with my system because uncertainty mm. met, um, death, it meant abandonment mm. it meant all sorts of stuff in my system. So yes, my, my skeptical part, but also that, that critical part, um, showed up there for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I think the thing that kept me drawn to it was, you know, one of the things that I respect about particularly Bessel's approach to things is the data-driven nature of what he, he talks about. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when there's so many voices out there and you have somebody that has like, I'm going to be, he was the first one to show that yoga was more effective than Prozac and treating, <laughs> you know, like, right. and I love that, that he's like, I don't care that, you know, psychopharm is the, the way of the popularity out there. I'm going to see what the data says. So really the thing that brought my curiosity forward and kept me was his, his, um, fascination, fascination and interest, um, in it, which then led to my curiosity, right. Which we talk about that in IFS all the time is that like Mm -hmm. self begets self. And so his curiosity, um, in his experience with the model is what led to my curiosity and experience Mm. with the model. And that's, I think ultimately in the beginning when clients come in, right. I don't know how many of your users or, or your listeners are, um, practitioners themselves, but, that's ultimately what gets people in, in the beginning. I get that question all the time when I'm a PA or when I'm teaching or, you know, whatever is like, well, what happens if they don't understand the model or they don't like the model or they don't whatever. And it's like, you don't have to have, they don't have to come in signed up ready to understand that in the beginning, it's your curiosity and your belief in the model that will ultimately be, you know, something that, that guides them forward in that way, you know, if they want yeah, absolutely. And so you finished your level one and then were you a practicing therapist at that time? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and then mm-hmm. did you start to, you know, after that level one, did you just start diving into it? Like in terms of like with your clients? Yeah. hundred percent. And I wouldn't even say I waited until my level one was over. Like mm-hmm. I was immediately once I was in I was like, this has to be, I have to start, you know, because the thing about IFS that's really interesting is that it's a model, but it also is a paradigm for how you understand the world. Like when people are like, oh, well, I just don't do IFS here. I'm like, how do you not do that? That's like being like, I don't see colors anymore. It's like, well, right. <laughs> like, that's like an interesting thing because that's how, <laughs> I don't know. How do you see without seeing exactly. colors, right? I mean, I know there's people who um, have different abilities with seeing colors, but like, right. how do you go backwards from that? I, how do you go from a, a mono mind perspective to a multiplicity perspective to like then seeing other people as mono mind? Like I, you can't, right. you can't go back. It's just the way it is. So I, and I, that's been one of the most interesting things with creating center is that my process with my clients is, um, I've never, I mean, I teach my clients a little bit about IFS, but you just like do, like you just do it. Like, it's not like a, well, I sit down and then I explain what this is. Like, it's like a couple sentences and it's through their experience that they come Mm -hmm. to learn multiplicity from the inside out. And that has been one of the most interesting things in creating center, which we are definitely not trying to replicate the therapeutic hour. 100% we're not trying to replace therapists, we're not trying to replace practitioners. We just believe that for the large majority of people in the world, they do not have access to privilege um, in this particular way of being able to have access to a provider. And even if you do, on average, you have 458 
hours a month that you are not seeing your practitioner. So Mm -hmm. what are you doing during that time anyway, right? So we don't try and recreate that therapeutic hour, but it's been an interesting thing to introduce people to the model. Um, But you just do it in a different way than you do during a therapeutic hour, right? Like there is more didactic in in center and in this process than there is in the therapeutic hour. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious too, how did, I guess, what was the journey to now having this app done? It's there, people can purchase it. How did you come to create it? Where did the idea come from? Yeah, I'm really curious about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, it, it came out of my own frustration. Honestly, I was um, doing IFS therapy myself uh, as a client. And I, I so deeply uh, appreciate the model and everything that came forward from it, and would have these amazing experiences in session. And then it felt like trying to continue my work outside session was really challenging. And that's one of the like an inverse to EMDR, right? In EMDR, we talk a lot about how, like, you don't have to do homework outside. That's the magic of EMDR is that you don't, I mean, you can track some of the things that you like the observations, but we don't give you things to do. Whereas IFS is like the inverse where it's like the therapeutic hour is so amazing and helpful, but you're building a relationship with this inner team inside you. And if you try and build a relationship one hour a month, you're never going to have a relationship. It's never going to happen. Exactly. Right. right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a daily thing. It's a multiple times a day check-in. It's, it's a relationship inside. And so um, I was, I was really dedicated to that process and I was finding that it was really hard to try and make that happen. Right. Like I would have, you know, part, part bios and like journal over here, but then I do like my regular journaling, but mm-hmm. like inadvertently, like some of my parts would start talking during that journaling. And it was really important that it felt like I was keeping conversations all over the place and like tagging things. And then there would be like meditations I would want to listen to when I would get really triggered. And I, it was like, this is nuts that I like, I, I am a highly resourced, very privileged individual and I can't get my shit together. Like I cannot make this process feel organic and if I can get toilet paper delivered to my door in four hours with a couple clicks of a button, like we have to be doing better, right? Like we have <laughs> to be doing better right. than this. And IFS is so cool as far as a therapeutic modality, because I, like I said, I, I respect and appreciate Bethel's um, work and I have followed essentially what the body keeps. So I'm also board certified in neurofeedback. And looking at like all of these things, yoga, EMDR, IFS, neurofeedback, out of all of those um, trauma, you know, informed modalities, IFS is the easiest and most widely reaching non-pathologizing tool that I've seen out there to be able Mm -hmm. to work with trauma. So it was just a natural fit to be like, well, how do you, and I am a huge externalizer, right? So like, sticky notes all over walls of parts, and my favorite part of trainings is sculpting. Um, so where you, you know, have different people act out, you know, your, um, your parts that you have. So it's just a natural process to be able to think about like, Hey, how could technology do this? Is there a way that I could start to, I was sending reminders on my phone to check in with parts. Cause that's the number yeah. one thing that they say at the end of sessions, right? Right. When you ask yourself or when you ask your clients after you've been with a part, what do they need from you? And 
almost nine out of 10 times they go, I need more time with you. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it goes. So it was just kind of a natural progression from there going, Hmm, and kind of just starting to sketch it out on, um, you know, some pieces of paper and what would this look like and how would I want it to feel and what would I want it to be able to offer to people? And that was four years ago, four and a half years ago, almost Mm. that that came forward. And then um, <clears throat> had a wonderful connection made through the IFS Institute with another gentleman who's actually out of Boston, um, who is a software engineer by trade and very successful software entrepreneur. And he was in the same space of like, this needs to go out to the world. Um, and how can we do this? So we partnered up and we launched on the app store to just over two years ago, um, oh. in the play store, I don't know, eight months ago, maybe. Yeah. And it has been a wild, wild ride and so fun. Yeah. As you're telling that story, I have parts of me that are like, oh, that's so great to know that she found someone that is tech savvy, right? Because yes. I have ideas, you know, it's like, oh, I have all these ideas. But then I'm like, parts of me are like, we have no clue how, yeah. like, how do you start an app? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no idea. And so yeah. the fact that, yeah, you were able to get connected with, yeah, that person in Boston and he had that, you know, experience that just sounds like it was like perfect, right? Because Absolutely. I mean, I guess one of the questions when I, as you were talking that I had in my mind was like, so are you tech savvy? <laughs> no, no. In fact, I, I dislike a lot of technology. Like I, my, my happy place is off the grid, unreachable by any technology. I don't like social media. I don't really even use it personally. Right. Um, so it's funny. Cause I always joke about like, I'm the CEO of a, a software, a health tech software company. And I like, don't like technology. Like yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I see the power of it in yeah. specific ways, but I don't use it as a consumer in the way that a lot of people do. Um, right. Or would assume that I do because I'm, I started this, this is really more of a, how do we get access to people and how do we get people um, uh, comprehensive and intuitive tools on their IFS journey. And the best way to do that was technology. It wasn't writing a book for me. It wasn't doing, you know, more trainings for that. It was like, uh, people need this and my clients needed it. Right. I was noticing mm-hmm. that for them too. So I was, I was use case number one of like, you know what I, this is, we got to do this better. And I didn't, I couldn't find any other way that I thought would be helpful um, more than technology to be able to get at those needs um, for people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm curious what does the name mean? Because I know we've been saying the name of the app center, which, you know, sounds like how we would normally maybe spell it, which is C-E-N-T-E-R, but it's not. It's S-E-N-T-U-R. And so can you share about what that means? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So um my co-founder is originally from Jordan in the Middle East, um, originally from Jordan, came out here, did his um, education out here, ex-Microsoft, and he um, now lives in Bulgaria. So center, S-E-N-T-U-R, is the Bulgarian spelling of center, C-E-N-T-E-R. In, um, so it, it reflects our, our international voice and our international passion around being able to get this model um, accessible and comprehensive to people all over the place. Um, so it's kind of a nod to that. And when 
when we think about self-leadership, right, which is uh, ultimately the the goal of the model, right, is being able to have self-liberated and come forward and have all of our burden parts be able to be liberated out of their protective roles or the pain that they're holding and bring that forward um, with their gifts, right? Oftentimes, and this is just anecdotal that I have found over my clients, oftentimes um, the physiological representation, how it feels in the body is people just feel centered, right? Mm -hmm. Like they just are like, I just, you know, I just feel it in my collarbones. I feel it like right here. Like I, like I'm okay. Right. Like that feeling of I'm okay. Um, it, it, it's more of like a centered in the, in the somatic feeling. And so mm-hmm. that was what we were really going for. Right. There's the, the mandala that talks about like the qualities of self, right. The eight C's, the five P's, the somebody's going to come up with the 12, you know, right. W. Sorry. I mean, there, there's, <laughs> There's a lot of things that come with that, but physiologically for me, when I think about that in the body is 100% the base, if we can get there, right? It takes a lot of negotiation to get there, but physiologically the base, that imprint, if I, if somebody can experience the physiological feeling of self for them, and it's not the same for everybody, but there is a, there is a guiding light of like, I I just feel centered, right? Mm -hmm. And so thinking about that, um, that was the name center CENT. I was like, Oh, that's, that's the physiological feeling. And then it was like, Oh, let's bring in, um, you know, a, uh, an integration from our international roots here. And, and so it's, it, you say it just like you would say it in, um, English of center. Uh, sometimes I get centaur. It's, mm. it's just center, but yeah. Center. Yeah. Yeah. Center. That's beautiful. I, I love that background. Uh, understanding. And I love that. Yeah. You were inviting in, like you said, just kind of this inclusivity of internationally and also of course, bringing it all back to, yeah, that like self energy feeling of definitely being centered within our body. And I, I, I love it. And so that makes a lot of sense, makes a lot of sense to me as you describe that. And so what would you say is the app's intention purpose, you know, of, yeah, why it was created. And I know we started to get into that a little bit, but how, I guess, would you describe that intention? What is the intention of the app? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the intention of the app is to provide comprehensive, accessible IFS tools to people all over the world. Um, So being able to really go from, I don't even really know what IFS is all the way up until, you know, an unburdened integrated system that, you know, is, is leading from a place of self-leadership on a daily basis and, you know, the, the full gamut and technology is the best barrier crosser that I have seen um, as far as a tool out there. So right. yeah, comprehensive accessible IFS tools for people. I love it. And yeah. let's get into, let's get into the actual app. So people yeah. can have an understanding of, all right, so I, I purchased the app and what am I going to find? Right. And so, yeah. yeah, what types of features does the app include? If someone were, let's say there's like no understanding of IFS, but someone's, you know, downloading the app. Yeah. What are the, what are they going to expect? Absolutely. So if somebody is coming with no understanding of IFS and, um, don't even understand, you know, parts or multiplicity or anything, 
it will probably feel a little confusing because there's some terminology in there that is like, well, what's a trailhead and what's a part and what's that? And so that actually kind of leads into our story a little bit about where we are as the development of a company is in the very beginning, we built we built it with an end user in mind who was IFS aware, who had access to an IFS therapist who would use this to augment their, their time in between um, their sessions with their provider. And that is not anybody who has found us. I mean, we do have users that are that way, but there is such a massive need out there that we, we were going there first and then we were going to go, okay, well now let's open this up to a broader audience. Like once we've got that nailed, then we'll go here. And that is not who has found us. It's, it's your general user who might have heard about IFS on a podcast somewhere else read, you know, JVN's book, um, over the top, read, you know, uh, that that is starting to be like, what is this thing? This is becoming more popular, right? Certainly in the last five, six years. Um, So we are actually, we've been working really, really hard to be able to provide um, uh, that wider gamut of of tools and, and onboarding for people who are not IFS aware. But um, for the people that are not IFS aware, the first place that I always tell people to start is building up that tool of self-awareness, right? You can do this through mindfulness. You can do this through general journaling. You can do this through all sorts of different um, ways. However, in the center app, we start to spin it through the lens of multiplicity straight from the beginning. So we have just a general journaling feature. If you're like, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what a part is. I don't even know what a trailhead is. I don't even care. We have a general journaling feature that you can start to at least just capture your self-awareness in one spot, right? Instead of all over the place, capture that self-awareness. And we have the functionality for you to start tagging trailheads, tagging parts if you want to inside the app from that general journaling place. So if you're like, I don't even know, just start capturing what it is that you notice in that general journaling place. Then as you're ready, you can start to progress into what is a part, what is a trailhead, what are all those different things. But in the Mm -hmm. very beginning, that is the skill that we often assume that people have, which is that ability to have self-reflection. And that's a skill that you can learn how to do, right? Learn how to sense what's going on inside, sense what's happening as far as beliefs, body sensations. And we have all sorts of tools, um, on the website as well and in different places to help with building that that self-awareness. So that would be the first place to start. The second place to go if you're like, I don't even know what this is, but I'm really struggling is we have an I need support button at the very top. When you first open the app, um, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Dick Schwartz. I don't care who you are. Dick Schwartz, by the way, for those of you who are just getting to know IFS is um, the, the creator of the model. But In moments of being triggered, we all go back to square one on a certain level, right? We all go in, I call it the washing machine, right? When I get triggered, I'm in the washing machine and I Mm -hmm. am am not, especially like really, really triggered with, you know, exiles or young ones. I'm not going to sit down and be like, well, let me just, no, I'm, I, I don't know up from down, right? So that I need support feature was a really important feature to create for myself as well as our users that walks you through literally step-by-step on how to get a little bit of calm in the system. And the way Mm -hmm. that we get calm in the system through IFS is to be able to get a little bit of unblending from parts, a little bit of spaciousness. So it'll walk you through from beginning to end of where are you at right now? Where's your access to self-energy and self-energy 
energy is that healing resource inside everyone that cannot be created, cannot be destroyed, and is really our barometer on a certain level of how well we're doing, right? Um, it's our measurement of if we have access to self, people generally feel pretty good. If we don't have access to self, it's a really yucky situation that, mm-hmm. that happens inside. And so um, we assess the self energy on the front end. And then we go through self reflection, having people start to observe, right, capture body sensations, emotions, beliefs, images, all of the things. And then are you feeling critical? Are you feeling avoidant? Or walks you through a whole process of that. Um, and then gives you other meditations um, to help increase your access to self-energy and, and things like that. So if you don't know about IFS, if you don't know about um, start there with that self-reflection, that is your foundation. And then you start to add the piece on of self-reflection through the lens of multiplicity, right? I have a self and I have many parts. And then you can start to see like, oh, all these different parts have different mm-hmm. things that they want to say and individual beliefs and body sensations and all that kind of stuff. But the very be- beginning is self-reflection. Okay. So you would suggest then that, you know, if someone downloaded the app, they could go to the journal tab first and Mm -hmm. maybe just like start writing down things that they're noticing. Like you said, whether it be like physical sensations, thoughts, beliefs, feelings, all those types of things. And then that can be right. Like that's, I always view that as like, that's so powerful in itself, right? Cause you're, you're not maybe completely having a whole lot of space in that moment, but you're still inviting some spaciousness because you're shifting the perspective, which yep. is so powerful from a place of just walking around as all of these parts that are maybe triggered or activated to then shifting and making that pivot and then writing that down of like, oh yeah, I'm noticing this and I'm noticing that. And, you know, and for a lot of people, they may have, they may not have any experience doing that at all, you know? And so that in itself can be really radical. And then, yeah, I love that you have the button at the top. I was experimenting with it and Mm -hmm. I was acting as though I was triggered or like super blended because I was like, I just want to know what it's like to use this app in a time that, because I'm human and like you said, we're all going to get at some point overwhelmed and then triggered. And so, but I was like, okay, I'm going to go through this and see what it offers. And it was so beautiful. I, I think I marked on there. Yeah. Cause you said it's the button of that says, uh-huh. are you struggling or feeling stuck? And I said, yes. Yep. And then it immediately, I think asks like, do you need to call 911, mm-hmm. you know, or have, is this an emergency, you know? and said no or however that works and then it's like you're talking to someone it's really beautifully mm-hmm. done where it's an ai but it's like you're kind of texting in this little text box right and mm-hmm. and that in itself i feel like helps bring a sense of connection and so cuz it's like these little text bubbles pop up and it's like you send a text back and it it tells you something else and and i loved how yeah it it just it asks these really simple questions and then at one point, because I think it asked the question of like, are you feeling, yeah, like critical or avoidant mm-hmm. or numb? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. And then it popped up with, um, well, even before that, I think it, there was like a one minute or so, it might've been you talking about self. And that was beautifully, beautifully said, 
I, mm-hmm. it was so calming and just helped kind of like talk about like, what is self and what is self energy? And then when I said yes to, are you feeling avoidant or critical? I think then it was a, a meditation that Michelle mm-hmm. Glass did mm-hmm. and it was getting to know, yeah, whatever that part is and asking space for that. And it was just so beautiful. And then, yeah, and ask the ne- next question after you listen to that, like take a moment and notice what you notice and it gives you all the options Yeah, like click on, like, do you notice a body sensation or a thought or a belief or any of those things? I also thought it was fun. You added some things on there that I was like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Like, are you noticing dreams? You know, Mm -hmm. did a dream pop up in Mm -hmm. your mind, you know? And then eventually it also asks you to give a little rating of your self energy access. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I did that. And then it was like, okay, there you go. (laughs) And it was so great. It's just so nice. And so, yeah, I think it's beautifully done. And there's a number of other things on there on the app that there's the self energy assessment, which I think it encourages you to use you to do every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like a daily check in of self of access to self energy, which of course is going to lead to depending on how you rank that right, like, it's going to then trigger and activate questions of, oh, okay. So if it's what is present, who else is present? Right. And that can lead to, again, more part awareness, trailheads. And can you talk about real quick, like what is a trailhead? I know people in the IFS community know what that is, but if anyone's (laughs) listening who, who's like a trailhead, like, what are they talking about? Can you talk about a little bit? What is a trailhead? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like one of the number one questions that we get. And it's funny because I, if you went and asked all of my clients right now, what a trailhead is, they'd be like, what? I don't even know what you're talking You know, like I, they just, you just talk about it. Right. So it's super, super simple. A trailhead is exactly like what it sounds like in real life, which is, it's just a place to start a journey. That's all it is. It's a place to start a journey. Another um, common term for it. That's a little bit more pathologizing of it is a trigger, right? So it's whatever pisses you off, sets you off, activates you in some kind of way is, is another way to talk about a trailhead. Um, but the thing about the trailhead in IFS that's so interesting to me um, is that in the very beginning, let's say you're talking about your relationship with work, right? In the very beginning, you're going to be noticing activation challenges, whatever the stress is, right? You're, you're activated. That's what you're noticing. Then we throw it through the lens of multiplicity And you start to see, oh, I have these different parts that are showing up. Oh, maybe I have just this sliver of self-energy that's coming through. Okay. Then as you start to get more space, right, you start to get a little bit more access to self. Then you work to unburden the parts and then you, you know, uh, integrate these, these unburdened uh, parts with, with their incredible gifts and resources that they have. And so the thing about tracking trailheads, and I'm so passionate about this, about tracking trailheads is that number one. You cannot know where you're lost if you don't know where you are, right? So one of the things of like, if, if you were not sure you keep, uh, if you don't have the ability to track what's going on or the the um, start to put a pattern together of something, you can't really tell what's lost. And that's actually been one of the things with Center that I found so interesting um, for those of you that are maybe a little bit more in the IFS community or IFS practitioners yourself is that 
I find a lot of times people think they have more parts than they actually have because they're just not tracking and staying connected with their system. And so it feels like, oh, six weeks ago, I met this new critical part and it showed up this way. And then today I have another new critical part and you very well may have another new critical part, but if you're not tracking that and paying attention to that specific trailhead, you would think that there are two different people, the exact same exact same part that's showing up, but without tracking that trailhead of your stress with work or your relationship with your partner, you, it seems more chaotic than it actually oftentimes is. So I'm big into tracking trailheads because you cannot find where you're lost and therefore where you're going if you don't start to track where you are in the present moment. So the beauty of tracking mm-hmm. trailheads does not come as much in the moment that you're capturing what's happening for you. It comes in being able to see the trajectory. Same thing with self-energy. People are like, oh, I don't really know why you're asking me to just notice this. That has not been the beauty in that moment. And I'm not like, like, if I feel like shit, I'm going to look at that and I'm going to be like, I don't feel any of these. I feel awful right now. Okay, fine. Just capture it because there will be an hour, a moment, a day, a month, a year where that is not the truth for you. And when you feel really crummy, it can feel like this is the way it always is. It's never mm-hmm. been any different. I'm not getting any better. It's always this. And when you can see data, again, my skeptical parts that show up, right? When you can see data that's like, actually, you're just having a bad day. It's not a bad life. I have data to see that now because I have been diligent enough to be able to just check the weather, even if I don't want to do anything about it. I'm just checking the weather, right? So tracking the trailhead, I actually did that. I I got into an argument with my partner the other day (laughs) (laughs) and I was, I was so triggered and I was so pissed off. And I just went in and I just captured it. I was like, fine, I'll use the stupid app that I created. (laughs) And I like, you know, I go in and I like capture all my stuff and I'm like, there, it's bad. And in the trailhead, it will, it captures the history of it. And literally like the last entry that I had for that trailhead was like, I'm just feeling a lot of abundance and a lot of connection and reciprocity and respect. And I was like, okay, well, so then it's not always this way. It hasn't always been, you know, but in that moment, right. When you're feeling that it can feel that way. So once you like capture the trailhead or the thing that you're noticing, even if it's awful and you go to the history, like it'll show it. It's like, we're putting this entry right in the one literally right below. It was like unblended, lots of self-energy, just feeling connection and, you know, intimacy and vulnerability. And I was like, and that even and of itself was so much help in unblending mm. me to be able to see like, oh, that's right. It's not always this way. And my parts were able to take a step back yeah. in other ways that I never would have been able to create that that um, aspect for myself outside of this app because I wouldn't have known to go back, you know, three weeks ago to a journal entry that I had that was like, oh, you were feeling really great three weeks ago, right? Normally we only right. get that in the therapeutic hour if our if our provider trusts us enough to say, hey, actually, that's really interesting because two sessions ago, you said this was the best you've ever felt in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Normally, we don't get that. But the piece of technology now can do that because it can feed back your own reflection to you Mm. to provide those insights. So a trailhead is, that's a really long answer to say, a trailhead is just a place you begin. 
most often in the very beginning, it's the thing that sets you off. But we believe just like a lot of other spiritual traditions and, um, you know, in trauma recovery is that like the place where the struggle is, that's where the beauty is. Like say, don't turn your eyes away. Right. Rumi talks about that. Don't Mm -hmm. turn your eyes away from those cracks because that's where the light enters. right? Right. So your trailheads are the cracks. What's the thing that's the struggle? And then when you're on the trailhead, you can then start to shift over into parts. Who's here with me on this journey? Who's showing up in this place, right? But oftentimes that's not the natural path of how people start to understand their system is a part. They start to understand it is this thing that's really hard. If you're going to go talk to your you know, friend at, at dinner of like, oh, this is so frustrating for me. What's the thing that's frustrating? Mm-hmm. That's your trailhead. Exactly. Yeah, and I love that the app, invites that awareness of, hey, oh, notice this. Oh, yeah, just your entry yesterday or a week ago was this when maybe, yeah, the system was feeling more spaciousness and more compassionate. And that is, it's so beautiful because even like in sessions, sometimes, you know, you might be with someone or especially within yourself, right? Where it's like, you're right, like when you're blended and when you're activated, it can feel like you have no recollection of what it Uh felt like to be unblended. You know, it's just that feeling of like, oh, this is how it is. It's always going to be this way. And this is awful. And I cannot even fathom what it felt like before this, you know, in this moment. And so I love that the app invites that reflection of that moment of clarity of like, oh yeah, I did say, you know, just yesterday or a week before that I I was feeling this openness and, or curiosity or all of those beautiful self-energy qualities that are still there, you know, even when parts are so activated and so blended, that self-energy and all of that beautiful resource is still there. It's just maybe being covered up for a little bit and it doesn't have to be that way forever I so yeah I love that you've included that in the app I think that's a very very important feature to help people unblend and to help their parts give space and the other thing that I love that you have on the app are the meditations exercises Mm -hmm. you have a variety of different things on there you know self-energy meditations, breathing, noticing a critical part, avoidant part, asking parts for space, inviting in connection and belonging. You also have, I think, is it Susan McConnell doing like Mm -hmm. the five somatic IFS practices? Yeah, you have a bunch of really wonderful guided meditations on there. Yes, absolutely. And that is actually, there's been so many fun projects in creating center And one of my biggest passions in starting center is that there are so many incredible um, IFS practitioners out there that have amazing things to offer. And so one of my visions um, that was really important for me to build uh, within center was that we would provide a framework for people to do their own work, right? Like I, as a client, I want to be able to hold my own journey in between sessions and be able to know that I can take steps forward, even outside my practitioner, you know, time, and then provide a framework to highlight and support 
other IFS practitioners in their work that they have contributed to this field, like uh, somatic IFS, uh, Michelle Glass's entire program for once a part is unburdened, right? Which is mm -hmm. a whole nother thing that we could spend 12 days talking about of like, unburdening is not the pinnacle of the model, right? Mm. It's not even like, it. it's the whole point of the model is to be able to work with these parts that have released their pain or stepped out of their protective roles, and then stepped into their true identity or reclaimed some of their stuff and take those parts back out into your marriage, back out into your work, back out into the world, right? And so Michelle has done an incredible job of custom meditations for just the 30 days right after you unburden a part, which that's also another side note of like, it's not a like on off, like you don't unburden and it's never like, it's an unburdening process. Right. Yeah. But like that journey of working with that part in that state is very different than when it's very burdened and it doesn't trust self and it doesn't even know who you are. It doesn't mm -hmm. even, you know, there's a whole different set of tools. So that Marielle pastors work in there, which she just has the most calming voice ever. I think she could read to me like, I don't know, the back of a milk carton. And I yeah. feel like, I feel more self energy right now. That's just how it is. Like she just has the most calming voice. And so, right. um, and Susan McConnell's work is amazing in mm -hmm. there. Um, she grace graciously let me record the stuff because she was off traveling and doing her somatic IFS retreats. So mm -hmm. when you listen to it, you'll hear me, not Susan. Unfortunately, Susan's voice is way better than mine when it comes to meditations. But that has been one of my biggest, biggest things. And one of the biggest projects that we're continuing to work on is how do we bring in all of these resources? And then the really fun uh, piece of it is how do we help provide the right resources at the right time in somebody's journey, right? Versus mm -hmm. just here's 27 meditations and we're working on that right now. But um, yeah, I, I'm very, very passionate about that. And these individuals just happen to find us. We're actually getting ready in the next couple of weeks to launch a collaborator program of like a, a formal where we're going to let people in the IFS community know, like, we want to bring you in. We, we have a compensation model, um, a, a compensation model for collaborators that come in um, with their stuff that's in the app. And I believe very much in that process. And that's great. so it, yeah, we're super excited. So if any of you are um, level one IFS trained listening to this, and you have a ditty, like what you said, when you were like, I have so many ideas, Great. Most of them can be done through a course or through something else that can be. And we have the technology now to say, like Michelle's um, daily parts meditation practice, it's all in a digital form now where literally right. you can, once a part unburdens, you press enroll this part in this program and it will automatically give you the reminder on the day that you're supposed to do it, the meditation that you're supposed to do with that day, and then the ability to have the self reflection piece right afterwards and it's all contained in its nice little that's you know so great. bio it's so great but that's been one of the things that's been really powerful to me is like I want to take brilliant minds like yourself of like what would you do what do you want to do how does this work and how can we be the ones who've done the infrastructure from the engineering perspective to be able to amplify your business way I love that and that's so yeah that's so wonderful that I mean because yeah it's like if you're doing this work especially for years, you know, you're going to come across things that you're like, Oh, you know what, this works, or let me try yeah. this, you know, yeah. and it might not be a thing that is really known or already out there. So I yep. really appreciate that you're inviting people to come forward and 
share with those things. And then like you said, to get compensated for it, because I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for <laughs> that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. you know, I know we're coming to the end of our conversation, yeah. uh, but, you know, I, I, I guess my last question was in regards to how do you recommend someone use the app? And I know we've kind of touched on that already, like throughout this conversation, I guess I just wanted to throw that out there again of, cause I know that there's a difference between someone who's in IFS therapy and mm-hmm. that's using the app. And then like maybe yep. someone who's not technically in IFS therapy, but still using the app. Yep. And so I guess, is there anything else you want to share in regards to either of those types of situations and how to best use the app or how the app can be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's two things. One, we have a monthly IFS basic or IFS uh, center basics class that goes through all the use cases from a basic level to an advanced level, right? So like just coming in, just using, and I use the journal still. So that's not to say like, if you're in IFS therapy and you're doing whatever, like you don't use the journaling piece of it. Um, I use that. I use the, I need support button a lot. Um, but it, there's so, we have built such our, our kryptonite is our sophistication of our app, right? We have built a very sophisticated piece of technology and um, it's really helpful because quite literally anything you could wanna do in the IFS world is in the app, right? A very sophisticated parts file that goes through everything from legacy burdens, unattached burdens, um, age, how do you feel towards the part? How does the part feel towards you? Do you have other parts that are connected? Um, body sensations, images. My parts are very visual in what they show me too. So you, we have a whole image library that you can attach to a part, not just the profile picture, but like other images. That's so, so cool. sophisticated and unburdened. We have the same thing of like, what's the new role? How do you want to show up? How do you want this person to behave now in their, in their trailhead that you were connected to before? So much sophistication. But with that comes a lot of education, right? So that IFS, or excuse me, the center um, basics class is something where we go over all of that information. Um, and we're putting together a whole program right now. It's probably going to be like two or three hours long to let people know if they're really wanting to like understand IFS and understand center and how to use them appropriately together. We're going to walk you through all of that stuff um, with that. So that program should be available in like... I want to say my co-founder might kill me about that, but probably four weeks, let's say four weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. When the release will be ready. So that'll be, that'll be out there. We'd love feedback on it. Um, We've really worked hard to be able to bring somebody in at any point in their journey where they're at, but um, yeah, how to use it. Start with your self-reflection. If you are, if you feel like, yep, I've got my self-reflection down. I can tell you, I can drop in, let you know, parts, body sensations, the thing, I'm here. Use it to be able to develop relationships with your part. So if, or parts, right? Um, mm-hmm. Use it to be able to say, hey, I, um, there's this part I met in therapy and I, I'd like to be able to continue that relationship. Okay, great. We have the ability for you to set intentions with, with parts and it'll show up on your journey. Like on the home screen, that's one of the things It's just what to do next, right? check in with this part, check in with this trailhead. It's all set up for you right there. So use that to develop the relationships because that is without a doubt, the number one thing that you can do in those 458 hours in between sessions, because the unburdening is so cool and so important and not the large majority of the journey. It's about being able to get in relationship to your parts prior to them being unburdened and then get in relationship to them 
post unburdening, right? right? The unburdening piece, you know, doing it with a practitioner or um, we do have uh, Michelle Glass and I do a once a month um, uh, collective unburdening circle where people from all over the world get together and we do a meditation together about mm. unburdening a known part of ourselves um, in the collective space, which has been so incredible to that's do so that beautiful. on a monthly basis. Um, but that's what I would say. Self-awareness, if you're starting out, start to do it through the lens of IFS, do it through the lens of multiplicity. And then if you're not doing that, start to use it to develop relationships with your parts. There's the meditations in there. There's the ability to, you know, kind of collect and gather all the information about these wonderful, incredible parts Mm -hmm. inside you um, in that way. And that relationship is key, key, key to everything. Absolutely. The other thing too, that I guess as a IFS therapist that I really appreciate about the app is how it, like you were saying, it encourages people to stay connected with, let's say, a um, an exiled part that has been unburdened because, mm-hmm. you know, there is a lot of research about the importance of sticking with and checking in, right? And, yep. and that can be an easy thing to fall away, you know, yep. from and not do. And so to have those reminders you know, it's fantastic of, Hey, you know, check in with this part. Here's a meditation that you can do today as you connect with this part again. And that just really helps the whole process, right? Just really feel integrated and connected and balanced. And, you know, I, cause I, I heard something I, well, I interviewed, um, Robert Falconer on his new book about about unattached burdens. And one thing Uh that he said on the episode that has stuck with me and I love And I've been repeating like in sessions with clients as he says, you know, doing this work is like you're in a canoe and someone gets out of the canoe. And when that happens, it feels really topsy turvy and unbalanced for a little while, but eventually it evens out and the canoe balances. And, and he was talking more specifically about releasing unattached burden energy, but I also kind of take that as like, you know, even when we do these unburdenings, like the part's not going away, but it's, it is a shift, you know, because it is releasing burdened energy. Yep. And this part now is finding its way in terms of how it would rather like to be and and all of that. I do feel like it can feel like that kind of that canoe that's like bam bam bam, you know. And yeah. and so I love that yeah that the app can be this relationship building tool and it can be this reminder of continuing with those relationships to really help stabilize the canoe. And absolutely help bring balance and and all of that in such yeah a compassionate encouraging way it's like a little coach totally. it is like that's, what, that's what we hope coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we hope that those 458 hours feel like a pretty good use of time to to be able to do that and um and in really like what you were saying about the canoe like the metaphor that I use all the time, and this comes straight from Dan Siegel's work, is the the complexity choir, right? Or mm. the har- the harmony that comes from an orchestra. And you know, in the beginning, when people come in and it's mass chaos, they think like elimination, right? Elimination, mm-hmm. eliminate the the part of me that drinks, eliminate the part of me that you know self harms, eliminate the part of me that you know. Right. I don't know, does all of these like not great things that works too much, that drinks too much, that has sex too much, like whatever it is, it's got to go. It's ruining my life. It's the worst. And it's like, we are on such a path. It's the same thing as no bad parts. We just say liberation, not elimination. Mm. Right. And so that, that piece of it of like, 
we're not getting rid of this part of you. We Mm -hmm. actually, you need this. I am not going to pay money to go and watch a conductor stand on a stage without any instrument. Mm-hmm. It's not inspiring. There's no one there. That is its own kind of craziness, right? To right. Like not have anything happening. So it it does take a little bit of time for people to be able to start to get that. Like, no, we're going for the experience of like the conductor with an entire symphony mm-hmm. with all the different instruments, but everybody needs the same sheet of music. They have to, con- you know, trust the conductor. And you don't want to get rid of them because you won't have anything if they're if they're gone. Right. Right. And so that piece of technology, you know, that is center is so important in getting to know the chaos, but also getting to know the liberation, also getting to know the harmony piece Mm -hmm. of it. Right. Of like it does feel a little wonky, but especially if you don't know, like I say um, to a lot of people all the time, like you have to know the sport you're playing. Right. If you really believe in this model, you're playing football, not tennis. Right. So you cannot win playing football if you think you're playing tennis because all these people are going to be running around on the field and you're going to be like what are you all doing out here right exactly. like yeah football is play by play you have a coach they trust the coach everybody's doing their own you know their own role really well you work together as a team mm-hmm. right and and so it is a piece of that that's like like without technology it's really hard to get you know a um a access to that kind of viewpoint in my brain yeah um and so that's why we created it yeah i i and it's fantastic and so if if someone who's listening is interested in trying this app out where can they find it they can it's available on the app store and the google play store um right now so you can get on and if you have skeptical parts like me they're like whatever another piece of technology i'm not going to do that right um, we have a two week free trial. You'll get full access to everything in the app for two weeks for free. You can add 300 parts if you want. You can add no parts. You can listen to meditations or not. Two weeks, use use it if you like it. Um, and then after that, then it's an annual, annual subscription. But yeah, they can find it on Google Play and the, uh, the app store right now. Perfect. And then you mentioned a website. What's yeah, the website? Center.app. S-E-N-T-U-R dot A-P-P. Center.app. Perfect. And that's where you can go to find out about all of our events, the IFS basics class, the collective unburdening circle, the everything there. And then we're on Instagram um, and Facebook if you're wanting to stay more. And those those classes are free. So the collective unburdening circle is free. The uh, center basics class is free. Um, all of that stuff is available uh, on on social. And we just want to continue to be a really helpful resource for people. So questions that you have, obviously, you can tell I could talk forever about IFS and technology and very passionate about this. So I love interacting with people um, in the community. So it, uh, if, if you want to get a hold of me via email, my email is just Sarah at center.app. So S-A-R-A-H at S-E-N-T-U-R dot A-P-P. Perfect. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing all of that. And I'll put all of that in the show yeah. notes. So if someone's cool. listening to this and you want a quick access to that, just go to the show notes and you can click on those links. But yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on and sharing about this because like I said, I, I'm, I use the app. I love it. I give it to my clients as a recommendation for them to use in this journey. And even if you're not in IFS therapy, as Sarah's yep. been talking about, it's clear that this is an app that could really be a beautiful guide in mm-hmm. helping you befriend and connect with all of your beautiful parts. 
And so mm-hmm. I highly encourage you to check out the app and give that free two-week trial a shot and see how you like it. Awesome. Thank you, Natalie. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I hope you have a really good rest of your Monday. Thank you. You too. All right, everyone. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.